wisdom as we uh, apply your word to our lives, our daily lives, and our daily walk. We thank you, Holy Spirit, to come and just be who you are and brood over the word, watch over it, and perform it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to pick up where I, I'm just a side note, where I finished up Sunday. I want to deal deal with this. I didn't get a chance to really deal with it, so we're just going to deal with this dealing with stress. I really didn't get a chance to give you the scriptures, <clears throat> so we're going to take a look at the scriptures on how to deal with these things. Job chapter 1, verse 11 says, Put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he'll curse thee to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, the asses feeding beside them. The Sabians fell upon them, took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And only I have escaped alone to tell thee. Just a, just a side note that whenever trouble comes, there's always somebody that's going to make sure they're going to be around to tell you the bad news. <laughs> it's always going to be the one. I got to tell you what happened. Verse 16, while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and have burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. Only I am escaped alone to tell thee. So Satan makes sure that he had a representative to bring the bad news. Verse 17, while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, made of three bands, and fell upon the camels. They've carried them away, yea, and they slain the servants at the edge of the sword. And only I am escaped to tell alone to tell thee. So here's fourth, the fourth bad bearer of news. While he was yet speaking, there came another. And said, Thy sons, thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in the elder's brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind or a tornado from the wilderness. It smote the four corners of the house. It fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And only I am escaped alone to tell thee. Somebody's always watching you and always want to see your bad news. Then Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, and fell upon the ground and worshipped. He didn't cry. He didn't boo-hoo. He didn't get all in the flesh. He fell on the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Now, this situation here is was uh, extreme. This is stress. When you lose everything that you had, your children, your house, their house, your camels, your oxen, the donkeys, servants, everything. Now, that's, one, that's all in one day. Now, that's stress. So how was he able to bear up under all this stress that he faced? Lost his crops, lost his sheep, lost the goats, lost the camels, lost his oxen, lost his servants, lost his health. He lost his camels, he lost his asses, he lost his sheep. 
And if you read further on, he lost the respect of his wife. He lost, uh, <laughs> she told him, curse God and die, you old fool. <laughs> Why are you serving somebody that's just killing you, just, just wrecking your whole life? But he was still praising God. And he was still trusting in the goodness of the creator. His late, and he, he later answered his own question. If you go to Job chapter 32, verse 8, you'll see how he was, over, how he was able to overcome that stress. Now, that's a stressful situation where you have everything taken away from you that you're used to doing and used to having. Job 32, verse 8. He said, but there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. And so that's, one of, that's the key that Job was able to see beyond his present circumstances and see the plan of God for his life. He didn't waste his time asking, why me? Why I had to go through this? Why did Why God do this to me? About everything that happened, he didn't do that. He trusted in God's goodness and went on to serve him the best he knew how. His spirit man trusted in God. Now the flesh will fall out and faint and, 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 and have a pity party and have, have a, 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 a complete breakdown. But there are some ways to avoid being burned out by stress and by things that attack you and come because many of us suffer this, this, this spiritual burned out and physical burned out. Somewhere along the line in your life, you will suffer a physical burnout, spiritual burnout. Uh, some of you had to uh, work 16 hours, six weeks in a row, or eight weeks in a row, and your body didn't want to go no further. And you say, well, take this job. I, I don't care no more. It just, ever many have been there where you just numb, your, your body was just was gone, and your mind was gone, and you didn't care anymore. And so in the church, there's a growing loss in the confidence and the relevance of Scripture and authority of Scripture. As a first choice of comfort, we got to go into the Word to get insight and guidance. Uh, many have risen to that place, what I call the, the, the vicarious Bible study. In other words, they're watching Christian television, Christian radio. The televangelists are teaching, preaching to you instead of you assembling yourself in the church. And on the radio and TV, you do not experience the power of God like you do in the service. You just ain't going to get it. So what happens is we begin to settle for someone else's convictions, someone else's uh, study, someone else's joy, someone else's problem, it, but it can never replace your personal encounter with God. So let's look at Psalms 119.24, and then we'll look at Psalms 119.99 and 100. These are scriptures that are important even when you're dealing with you got to get into word. Verse Psalms 119.24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Thy testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. In other words, as you meditate in his word and the testimonies of God and the, and the truth of God's word, it becomes the delight and your counsel and will give you direction in the time of trouble. The word of God will give you correction and direction. Psalms 
this is what the psalmist says. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. So you can go to school and your teacher can teach you some stuff, but, but, the, but the word of God will give you more wisdom and more understanding than your teachers can ever teach you. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. In other words, I find a word and I walk that word and I live that word and I apply that word and I understand more than the old ancient people. I, uh, 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 John 14, 16 through 18, he says, then I will pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So you cannot forget the Holy Spirit that's in you even when you're going through a tough time. You got to allow him to have precourse in your life and got to acknowledge that God, he's in you and he's dwelling with you even in the midst of the trouble that you're going through. And so you got to be able to take a, a deep breath and step back and say, okay, Holy Ghost, what you going to do about this one? It's too much for me to handle. You're going to have to answer this one. I just ain't got to answer for this one. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're getting stressed and you get tired and get wore out, stressed out, you're going to pull the covers over your head. You're going to go to sleep. Maybe the problem go go away when I wake up. It won't be there no more. But he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So God intended from the beginning that he would be our primary counselor, our source of diagnosis. He'll be our light. He'll be our guidance. God gave us the Bible that he can reveal himself to us. So when we're going through stress, when we're going through burnout, <clears throat> We have to tap into the Holy Spirit. The second reason for, for the proliferation of, uh, uh, there's a lot of Christian therapists and therapy and going to therapy uh, 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 is because the world has told us that we're incompetent, that we can't. Uh, uh, there's so much computer technology and billboard technology and TV technology, and, and, and they tell us we are not handling our finances right, we're not raising up our children right, we're not doing this right, our business is not right. We're told that we're incompetent outside our own specialty. We just don't know what to do. So if there's a family crisis, you need to call professional help. You need to get a family counsel. No, you need to get in this word and get the counsel of the Lord. And here's the key, Hebrews 10.25. It says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. It says, let us exhort or encourage. The Greek means to keep someone. Listen what the Greek means to encourage someone. It means to keep someone on their feet who will collapse if left to himself. You see what I mean? To encourage, I'm encouraging myself when my when my rated my another blessing. It's not somebody gonna give me some bad news. I'm listening. To, somebody gonna call me with good news. Another blessing is coming. I'm encouraging myself in the matter. Amen. 
So people hear that in their story. They say, ooh, what's that? I'm getting another blessing. But the word encourage means to keep someone on their feet who have left to themselves will collapse. In the world, it was your drinking buddy. You know, you, you had to hold them up. So they fall down. Get them home. Get them home safely. The third reason why people are stressed out and, and they don't go to the word is they're preoccupied and they're preoccupied with professional help is the concept of accountability. Ephesians 3 and 6 says we are members of the one body together. Now, go to Hebrews 3 and 13. Many people don't want to be held accountable. So they go through these stresses because can't nobody talk to them and tell them nothing. If, they can, if somebody could hold, hold them accountable, they would, uh, uh, get in, wouldn't be in the trouble that they were in. Hebrews 3.13, he says, But exhort or encourage one another daily while it's called today. Least any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So when we fail to hold one another accountable, it fosters the mindset that my Christian life is none of your business. In other words, that therapist becomes a safe party uh, uh, for you, a neutral party. It's like making a confession to a priest. There's a wall in between you and him. He can't see you. You can't see him. And I'm not being, really being accountable. Say three Hail Marys, count 15 beads, and go on your way. You know, that's not accountability. Somebody needs to hold you accountable for what you're doing. And one of the other reasons why we, a lot of people go to professional help and seek it, professional help, is because of their preoccupation with perfection. Every book you read, you go, you go on the book stand, self-motivation, self Worth, self look, be your own boss, be your own person. Self worth, self looks, all the, everything's in self improvement. We should be seeking to be selflessness. The first thing in the garden, what did he say? Where are you? I hid myself. Myself, man, I hid myself. One of the top, some of the top videos that are selling now are what? On what? Physical fitness. <laughs> trying to be perfect but then you're trying to be perfect because Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to blow your, your diet all out of proportion anyway it's going to blow that <laughs> and all that cake was good all that pie was good but now you got to get down and sweat and, and work it off John said I must decrease he must increase so what we got to do is spend time with God And maybe you might feel incompetent and you don't feel perfect, but you need to ask God to send someone to direct you to get you help. Isaiah 58, 10 says, If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness shall be as the noonday. So if, you, if there's somebody grieving with the loss of a loved one or perhaps your neighbor lost his job, or maybe you developed a long-ranger approach to Christian life, you got to get in fellowship. As I said, uh, 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 Sunday, 
There are over a million heart attacks a year. 25 million people suffer from high blood pressure. I, I shared the testimony when I went to the doctor, and he was so shocked and amazed at my, of my health. And he said, the people that I see coming in at 32, 35, they look like they're 80. Completely wore out. Completely, the, America is stressed. Just the news stresses you. You turn on CNN, are we going to fall over the cliff? <laughs> That's enough to stress you out. <laughs> We're going to fall over the physical cliff. America is paranoid. Them guys, them folks are paranoid. Everybody's trying to kill us, blow us up. We're, we're a mess. That's why they give away five billion, five billion doses of barbiturates every are prescribed every year. Nerve pills, sleeping pills, tranquilizers, five billion tranquilizers, and five billion amphetamines. And then we wonder why our children are getting high in school on, the, on our pill or go in the medicine cabinet and just have a field day. There are a lot of things that cause stress. The traffic jams, the air pollution. You go to California, man, that's small, you can see it, cut it with a knife. High pressure salespeople. People come in angry on, their, on your angry boss. You feeling good, you come in and feeling good, and your boss is all, all mad, snapping at everybody. Disobedient children. People complaining all the time. Then there's things that you can't control. There's loss of job, unpaid bills, our children, families, all kind of family issues, murder. Not in Chicago, the biggest stress is they're killing all these young kids. They shot another girl today, 15 years old, it's just this evening shot. They're shooting every day. They're, shooting, they're just shooting them. All of this is, stress, is stressful. Making decisions. Some people get stressed out trying to make a decision. You don't know what to do, do nothing. We jump to conclusions. We get stressed out. Did you hear everybody's going to get laid off? That runs through the, through the job. As I said, Sunday, there was there, 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 there are symptoms of it, shoulder aches, sweaty hands, sweaty feet, forgetfulness, a lump in the throat. Uh, stress will cause people to become long-term workaholics. A workaholic is working harder and getting a little accomplished, even with the extra hours that you're working. Making excuses, not having time. Most people you talk to, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Because they don't know how to manage time, so I ain't got time. You just you just running here and there. But then there's you know even when I went to, when I went studied business and stuff, and they always said you know in management, you 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 plan eighty percent of your day and you plan for twenty percent interruptions in your day. And so you just got to plan for interruptions. Uh, I wouldn't play. I was planning on doing something today and wound up by the time I got home, it was four thirty, and left the house seven o'clock this morning. Got food and all these, and then ripping and running and all kind of stuff. When looked at a car and then got back. By the time I got back, it was 4:30. wasn't planning on it, so tomorrow I'm planning on 80% sleep, 20% interruptions. Amen. <laughs> Let's go on. Let's go on. 
I'm going to give you some how to relieve this stress. How are you going to deal with, how do we deal with stress? How are we going to deal with this? Look at uh, Genesis chapter 2, and then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. When God finished working his work, making man, he declared that it was very good. And Lord took the man, verse 17, put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. In other words, he gave him a job. And the Lord God commanded man, said, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. So God put forth a test before man. Would he obey his maker? And from the moment Adam ate of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, there was a tension caused between him and God, and God could no longer bless man as he had promised. So that day, Adam and Eve were changed, as were their environment. They were put out of the garden. The words lies, murder, and cheat came into being. They were used for the first time. Guilt, shame also came in. I was ashamed and I hit myself. I was afraid and I hit myself. One sin led to another sin until the entire human race was corrupted. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 says, Your glory is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? A little stress stresses the whole body. Just a little stress will stress your whole body. And that's why your shoulder aches. That's why you get heart palpitations. That's why your pain, you start getting pains and all that. You can't figure out your head aches. I got a migraine. Taking aspirin. Trying anything. The stress is part of the curse. In Genesis 3.16, he said to the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband. He shall rule over thee. Now, many of these stressors identified by medical experts had their origins in in that statement in the garden. God said, I'm going to multiply your sorrow. All the stressors that most people have are related to the workplace. Or the responsibility for feeding and caring for your family. Look at at Genesis. I mean, multiply thy sorrow. You shall bring forth your children. Go dress. You shall work with the sweat of your brow. Thistles and thorns shall come forth out of the ground when you try to plow it. So when man looked outside himself and he took himself out of the provident hand of God, he unwittingly subjected himself to the pressures of life. See, not only did they sin against God in the garden, but they put all this stress on the rest of us. It's like, it's like the animal king. You know, when a lot of them animal kings and animals, when them deer and stuff be born, they, they only have a few minutes to get up on their feet. And run for their life. <laughs> That's how it is with us. 
<laughs> like pressure, man. Something trying to kill you. Something trying to eat you. You gotta get. You gotta run. You better keep up. You gonna get ran over. He said, Adam, because you hearken to the voice of your wife and has eaten of the tree which I commanded, he said, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow thou shalt eat all, all the days of your life. In the sweat of your face thou shalt eat your bread till thou turn to the ground, for out of it you were taken, of dust thou art, and of dust you going to return, brother. God did not create us to be stressed out. He created us to be blessed out. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if losing faith calls man to fall, then faith in God can reverse the curse. So that genuine faith in God changes your life. When you have God, material things don't matter. You don't try to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Fear and doubt are replaced with faith. That's why we are called believers. Jesus went on the cross with joy. Daniel went in the lion's den without fear. Abraham offered his son without fear. We're not moved by our circumstances. Job wasn't moved by his circumstances or what evil people may say or what evil people may do. Uh, We are not moved by situations. We are not moved by imaginations. We are not moved by none of these things. Uh, We are only moved by the abiding faith in the living God. That keeps you out of stress. This too shall come to pass. It's one of my sayings. As quickly as it came, as quickly as it's going to go. Anxiety brings depression. Depression causes physical and emotional ailments. Christ taught that we should not worry about what we eat, what we drink, where we're going to sleep, what we wear. He said, I know you got to need those things even before you ask it. So why are you worried about it now? Just because you don't have a 60-inch big screen TV, you ain't got to get all stressed out about it. You see them folks? They were traveling in Walmart trying to get through the door to get the sale. Stressed out. Stressed out. Evelyn told me, told her when her friend called her and, 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 and told her that she got, uh, uh, went, went to the Walmart and got, got the, the TV on sale. 60 CV, $360. But had to call her mama to borrow $350 to pay her rent. But she got the TV, but the rent, I ain't studying the rent. What's wrong with that picture? Yeah, that's wrong, wrong, something wrong with that picture. Look at Matthew. Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor your body, what you shall put on, is not life more than meat and body than raiment. Matthew 6, 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. After these things do the Gentiles see. For your heavenly Father know that you have need of all of these things, even before you ask. He said, I know you need them, and I'm going to supply it. 
the average person spends most of their life caught up in trying to pursue pursue things. Matthew 6.33, what did he tell us to do? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added, added unto you. Not you go get them. I'm going to add them to you one at a time. As you, I'm going to add it as you need it. It is going to be added unto you. Everybody's in a hurry to get it. Let it be added unto you. Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought up for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Just live one day at a time. But we're so stressed out and gotten so messed up in America that, you know, we're really, when you borrow, you buy a car, you're borrowing on your future, your future income. Die house, you borrowed on a future income. Everything we do is borrowed on our future. The constant desire for material possessions, the care of this world, the deceitfulness of which will keep you from fulfilling God's true purpose in your life. God made a way of escape from this temptation toward materialism. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, There have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. He'll not suffer you to be tempted above your able, but will, with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So when you live God's way, you walk in his will, you fulfill the purpose in your life, he'll show you how to escape the snares of the enemy that have been set for your life. The endless chase of material things, the endless uh, leaves people exhausted. So Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Mm-hmm. They shall mount the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Thank you for listening to the podcast tonight um, <clears throat> on stress. Turn your heart to Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow you. Get in the place of prayer and stress will leave you. Until next time, this is Apostle Al Buford saying God bless.